You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I hope you had a really good weekend. The Kings are in Houston trying to uh, get back on track. De'Aaron Fox is with the team, and he will start tonight. Uh, The Kings were just embarrassing last night in New Orleans. I mean, it doesn't get much worse than that. Uh, Gutless, pathetic performance uh, by the Kings after, you know, losing the game before in Indiana. Uh, They've lost five of eight now. They have not played well. I've been talking about this for weeks. Uh, I don't think this team's played well in a month. And uh, they're taking on a team that's got the worst record in the league in the Houston Rockets. Uh, This team, the Rockets, play absolutely zero defense. The Kings play absolutely no defense. So uh, this should be a very high-scoring game. Uh, But the Kings should win the game, plain and simple. All right? They shouldn't lose either of these games uh, to the Houston Rockets, plain and simple. But we are talking about a team uh, that has been very inconsistent Uh, as of late. So give me your thoughts on that game last night because uh, that was brutal. Now, Ryan and I will be on at uh, halftime and then after the game as well over on YouTube. So hope you can join us for that. Again, we're looking forward to doing the post-game shows for the Kings uh, and the Rockets. Again, De'Aaron Fox is with the team. Mike Brown has said that uh, he will start uh, tonight. All right. Trade deadline coming up. The big trade, obviously. Kyrie Irving going to the Dallas Mavericks, and you'll get a chance to see Kyrie Irving twice as the Kings will play the Mavericks for the first time this year uh, in Sacramento on back-to-back games. So you get a chance to see the new-look Mavericks. Don't know about Luka yet, but certainly you'll have Kyrie Irving uh, on the floor. All right, so let's talk about that. you got the Super Bowl week beginning uh, in Arizona. I just had Sean Salisbury on. We had a very uh, interesting conversation about all things in the National Football League, talking about some things that he expects to see, not only in the Super Bowl, but uh, with coaches moving on and getting new jobs. All right. So those are a couple of topics. Uh, LeBron, you know, crying over not having Kyrie Irving, but the Nets traded him to Dallas. And so, you know, I don't see the Lakers making the playoffs. I really don't. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I really don't. I do not see it at all. Now, here's something that's interesting. Uh, Now that Tom Brady has retired, right, all right, said that he's not going to begin work at Fox until the fall of 2024. How about that? So he's going to take a year, and then he'll come back 
and work with Fox. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. All right, what do you want to talk about today? We got the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. You want to talk about the Kings? You want to talk about the uh, NBA? We can do that, all right? But right now, the Kings need to wake up. They need to wake up. Kevin Herter, who's been uh, awful, needs to get going. Keegan Murray, coming off a very poor game last night. All right, tonight you got the Celtics and Pistons. You've got the Cavaliers and the Wizards. The Clippers are in Brooklyn. Spurs are at the Bulls. Dallas is in Utah. OKC is at the Warriors. No Steph Curry. And the Bucks take on the Portland Trailblazers. That is your schedule. All right, let's get to some phone calls. We get the week started with Eli. Eli, it's good to have you on. How are you, sir? Hey, Grant. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Grant, do you think that the Kings would have won the last two games if Fox was on the floor? Mm, I don't think they would have won last night. I do think they would have won against Indiana. Okay. So um, they might have gone one and one. Fair enough. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. right. I mean, they need their full team at full strength in order to be competitive out there. Because if Fox or Sabonis isn't there, then they're really having a hard time winning games. Do you think they would have won last night with Fox? I don't. I mean, they got manhandled. They got embarrassed. I don't think Fox would have made up for that. I think he would have helped. I think the game would have been closer. But yeah. I don't think that the Kings playing the way they played last night would have won even if they had Fox on the floor. Yeah, maybe they just wouldn't have been blown out. Maybe it would have been more competitive. But um, you got to remember, enough. Fox was on the floor uh, on the home loss against Toronto. He was on. He he's been on the floor. You know, the Kings have lost five of eight. So if you take two of those, you know, he was still on the floor for those other three losses. It's the Kings have not played well, even with Fox on the floor. Mm-hmm. I guess, Eli, they played well at stretches, but they have too many periods of inconsistencies where I'm like, well, wait a minute. Toronto was 21 and 27 coming into play, and they came in and spanked Sacramento just the way they controlled the game. And that was with Fox on the floor. Those things should not happen to a good team. Yeah, you're right. And I think part of that is just because Herter and uh, Keegan Murray have been playing so poorly lately. And I wonder what's yes. up with that. And their three-point shooting, I, I wonder what's going on there. There's really, I, I wonder what Terrible. the explanation is for that. All right, let me ask you, Eli. Mm-hmm. What do you think you and I and everyone else will be talking about on the post-game show tonight or on this show tomorrow if the Kings lose to the Rockets? you think panic is going to sit in if the Kings lose tonight to the Rockets? I do. I think it will, because if you lose to the worst team in the league and and you have all your players, then something is seriously wrong. I think that we're going to be talking about some trades that might need to be made specifically for uh, specifically looking to maybe deal Herder or Murray. I know maybe that's uh, sacrilegious to say, but, you know, if you're losing those types of games, then you really got to make some moves. Something's really wrong. I don't think there's going to I don't think they're trading Murray under any circumstances. Houston, by the way, is 13 and 40 all right they are 13 and 40 yep that's doesn't get much worse than that i mean it doesn't get any worse than that they've got the worst record in the nba now mm-hmm. i will say this about the houston rockets they have shown a little life lately all right they have shown a little life lately but this is a team that absolutely the kings should steamroll tonight 
They should absolutely steamroll this team. When I say they've shown a little bit of life, they're two and two in their last four. They won at Detroit, one seventeen to one fourteen. They beat Oklahoma City on February second, one twelve to one hundred six. Then they lost at home to Toronto, one seventeen to one eleven. And then their last game, they got blown out. It was a back to back at Oklahoma City, one fifty three to one twenty one. Those are their last four games. Yeah, fair enough. A little bit of life, and and I think you're right. I yep. don't think uh, I, I don't think Murray's going to get traded. Certainly, and but you know then he's again, not going to get traded. I, I agree with you that he, I, I agree with you there, but then again, a year ago or however long ago, people said Halliburton probably wasn't going to get traded either. So, good point. Good point. You, you never know, but and, and I don't think he should be traded. Just for the record, I'm just trying to figure out what the hell's going on with him and what's going on with Kevin Herter and what's going on with our three point shooting. I don't know what what the deal is. So terrible. Uh, Hopefully that improves. Um, wanted to ask you one other question. Uh, you, you brought up that, uh, uh, what's his face, got tra- Kyrie Irving got traded to Dallas. Do you think that that's going to actually make the Mavericks a better team, or do you think all his other shenanigans no. are going to outweigh that? I don't think it makes Dallas a better team at all. I don't think you lose those players, Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith, and get a guy that is ball-dominant with another ball-dominant player, and then all of a sudden, you know, we expect that the Dallas Mavericks are all of a sudden going to be that much better. I think they're going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I think they are going to be intriguing. I get all of that. Um, I'll I'll be looking forward to seeing how he and Luca play together. But no, I, I don't see it. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, because what's going to be the next thing that happens, you know, between the pandemic and, and the uh, anti-Semitism yep. and stuff? Like, what you know, what yep. what's next? <laughs> Well, and, you know, Luke is not playing tonight. You know, he's not – he's got a heel injury. I don't know when he's coming back. Is he even going to be on the floor for the two games against Sacramento this weekend? I don't even know the answer to that. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't know that. Is uh, is Irving going to be ready to go by then? Uh, he's uh, taking his physical today and will be making his debut Wednesday against the Clippers. Okay, so that means that he will be available against the Kings, right? Yeah, he'll be playing in Sacramento, yes. Unless okay. he decides to take a couple games off because, you know, he needs to get a getaway and, you know, he just needed a break. And, you know, you never know with Kyrie. So, <laughs> Right, right. So we don't know about Luca right now. He might miss maybe one Correct. of those games potentially. We don't okay. know. Correct. All right. Interesting. Um, well, the Kings better win these next two games. That's all I got yep. to say. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Right. Thanks. Bye. All right. Let's get to uh, Connor. Connor, welcome to the program. How are you today? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Yeah, so looking at a couple storylines in the NFL before I switch to the NBA, I mean, pretty solid wide receiver A.J. Green, I saw retired today. How about that? He had a hell of a career. Yep, very solid receiver. I did see that, too. Yeah, and then the other big news in the NFL is Brian Flores, the Vikings hires the defensive coordinator. What do you think of that move? Um. I'm not, neither here nor there on it. I mean, the, the Vikings defense was pitiful, terrible. Um, so I, I don't know. Do they have the personnel to be good? I don't think they do. I mean, they need a lot of help in the offseason. You know, he'd gone to Pittsburgh where he was – he wasn't a coordinator. I think he was the assistant, and he was also a linebacker's coach. But now, you know, he'll be a coordinator. So we'll see how it works. I know he was – in the running, if I'm not mistaken, he was a candidate for the Cardinals job. So obviously that's not going to happen. 
Yeah, and then switching to the NBA, obviously the big news was the Kyrie Irving trade. I mean, I don't really like the trade at all for the Mavericks. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie and Finney Smith, you could argue, were like their two best players after Luka Doncic and maybe Christian Wood. But, I mean, yep. these superstar team-ups, I said it in your YouTube Live, I mean, they haven't really worked with, obviously, all the shenanigans in Brooklyn. I mean, the last time something like that really worked was in 2020 when LeBron and AD won the championship in the bubble. I mean, you look at what Paul George and Kawhi have managed to do, which is next to nothing. I mean, I don't know about this trend in the NBA. It hasn't really worked very much. It has not worked, and I don't think this is going to work. I really don't. First of all, Luke is not an easy guy to play with, and I don't think Kyrie's personality is going to fit in with that. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, that's – I'm looking back to, you know, the Kings when they drafted Marvin Bagley. A lot of people are saying that Luka and Fox wouldn't play well together. I mean, obviously, that's kind of a stupid thing to say. But, right. I mean, looking at two ball-dominant guards, I mean, two of the most ball-dominant guards I don't think in the league. league. I mean, I don't. I mean, you know, Fox and Halliburton weren't effective together. Now, I know Halliburton's not Luka Doncic, but the point is that's why the Kings made that trade. Right. And it's benefited both of them. Look at how well Fox has played. Look at how well Halliburton's played. I mean, Halliburton's an all star. So, um, uh, you know, just because you're well talented doesn't mean you're going to play well together. And I don't think that Luke and Fox would have played well together. I think they would have figured it out. I think Fox probably would have ended up being traded. But, you know, I, again, it should have the Kings taken Luca. Well, of course they should have. The Phoenix Suns should have taken Luca instead of, you know, um, DeAndre Aiden. They didn't. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks should have taken Luca. Ahead uh, of instead of Trey Young, they didn't. You know, I mean, you they're you know teams make mistakes. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of a situation when the Mavericks are in a closed game at the end. I mean, we all know Luka Doncic is going to be the guy that's going to make the shot or make the big decision. Yep. But how is that going to go over with Kyrie Irving and his big personality? I mean, that's just an interesting thing to think about. Not going to go over. It's going to be a mess, in my opinion. I think it might be good for the for the short period. But, you know, because they're going to be on their best behavior, which means that might be a problem for Sacramento this weekend. But I, I don't see it. I don't see it working long term. And by long term, I mean the rest of this season. Yeah, and transitioning to the Kings. So with this Steph Curry injury, should that I mean, shouldn't there be an announcement that Fox is going to be his replacement pretty soon? There, there will be. I would I would expect that announcement to be coming uh, very soon as soon as it's official that Curry is not going to be available for the all-star game. So yes, that will happen. Adam Silver, I think will make that announcement. I would think in the next 48 hours. Yeah. I kind of, I just wanted to say something about this Kings team this year. I mean, I think all the fans know that this team is much better than all the teams in the past 16 years. I mean, yep. but something that's kind of scary that I'm noticing is you're seeing a lot of the same trends that you've seen over the last 16 years, maybe just not in as heavy of doses. I mean, this, I mean, especially I look at the trend when this team plays a team that's on a back-to-back. -back. I mean, you said, what, they're like 2-8? and eight? I mean, they're two and that's eight. not yep. good. That's terrible. I no. mean, and then, obviously, no defense. I mean, they've struggled in the third quarter a lot recently. I mean, obviously, this team is much better. But, I mean, is this team really a three-seed in the West at the end of the year? No, they're not a three-seed. The Clippers will pass them. The Suns will pass them um, for sure. I, I think... The Warriors were going to pass them, but not now without Curry. I think the Pelicans will end up catching them once they get Zion back. I, I'll tell you, I'm skeptical about the Kings after the All-Star break. Their schedule is very difficult. 
and they better be damn careful. And here's the other thing, Connor, we keep on talking about, or I keep talking about this. They have not had any injuries the entire year. Think about that. No injuries. Okay. Zero. I mean, I'm, other than a, you know, where you have to miss one game here or one game there. All right. And they have a stretch coming up. Let me read this stretch to you. All right. I'm going to begin just randomly uh, after the All-Star break. All right. Just listen to this. Home Portland at the Clippers. Two games at Oklahoma City. Home Clippers. Home Minnesota. Home New Orleans. Should have Williamson back then. Home Knicks at Phoenix. Home Milwaukee at Chicago. At Brooklyn. At Washington. At Utah. Home Boston. Home Phoenix. Home Utah, home Minnesota, at Portland, at Portland, home San Antonio, at New Orleans, at Dallas, home Golden State, at Denver. I'm telling you right now, this team better be damn careful or they're going to find themselves in the play-in tournament or out of the playoffs. That is a brutal stretch after the All-Star break. Yeah, they need to solve these problems and get out of this slump that they're in really fast. I mean, Very fast. What, what did you say? They're three games out of the 10th spot in the West. I mean, yes, it's starting to get a lot more closer. That breathing room they had is starting to get smaller and smaller. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And that's why I'm saying, you know, any any injury to De'Aaron Fox or Sabonis, and they're going to have trouble winning games because they're having trouble winning games right now. They're having trouble winning games right now. The Kings are seven games out of the top spot. All right. And they're only three games from there. They're three and a half games from not even being a top 10 team. Think about that. All right. The the Utah Jazz are 10th. They're 10 games back. They're three games behind Sacramento. The Blazers are 11th. They're three and a half games behind Sacramento. That's that's very thin ice right there from between three and 11. Very thin ice. Yeah. And obviously with the trade deadline approaching, I mean, this team obviously could use a lot more depth and stuff. I mean, do you think that a bigger need would be a backup point guard or backup yep. center? Backup point guard. If they don't get a backup point guard, I think they're going to have a lot of problems. Yeah, and I brought up a few times, I mean, maybe looking at a guy like Kemba Walker, I mean, a veteran guy that can score the ball. I mean, I know he's kind of been in and out of the league the last few years and has kind of struggled, but I mean, maybe that's a decent option to bring in. I'll tell you, I'd give Isaiah Thomas a ten. I'd give Isaiah Thomas a ten-day contract and see what he can do. Yeah, that's a great idea as well. That's all I got. Hopefully, they can turn this skit around. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye, bye. Don't forget halftime and post game tonight over on YouTube. Waggus is with us. Hello, Waggus. Hey, Grant. So, um, I was hearing your conversation with Connor. So, the Kings have a chance three games out of the 10th. So in other words, if we have a bad stretch with as much as a, I guess, a productive season we had, we could miss the playoffs and I don't know what would be worse. <laughs> um, so it would be a disaster yeah, with a capital yeah. D if this team did not make the playoffs, it would be a disaster. It would be an absolute disaster. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Eli and Connor said it, you know, and, and, and you have been saying in order for us to take that next step, we have to be able to win without our main players. And I really feel like Kings missed out on it, this two, three game stretch. Cause you know, Memphis, uh, I think they're on like a seven, eight game losing streak. So we really had a chance here to, you know, pat some games on them and, you know, kind of um, make up the difference. So, 
we'll see how it ends. Obviously, you know, granted, it, 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 it's been a long time, right? So the last thing yep. you want is um, for the Kings. I mean, let me ask you this. Uh, what is your prediction, though, of the Kings? Playing? I think they're. I think they're going to finish seventh or eighth. I think they're going to slide. And I could see them. Now, if you tell me that Fox is going to miss two weeks or Sabonis is going to miss two weeks, I would say they would fall to 9, 10, or 11. That's how precarious this is. You talk about Memphis. They've lost three in a row. They've lost eight of ten. They have a a two-and-a-half game lead over Sacramento. So the Kings losing, particularly last night, I mean, that was just brutal, the way they lost that game. Now they're taking on a Rockets team that's 13-40. and 40, But they, you know, think about this. They have, they have won three of their last 10 games. I'm talking about Houston. Kings are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. But this, this should be a track meet tonight. This game should be an absolute track meet, which, you know, what happens is it, you don't want to give a team like Houston any life on their home floor. I mean, think about this. Yeah. They're at home this year. They have been okay. They've won eight games on their home floor. I mean, that's not great, but I mean, at least they're capable of winning on their home floor. Yeah. And, you know, these are the kind of games that we do need to win, right? You know, it's, it's like what you you would talk about all the time, not playing down to your competition. The good teams. Yeah. So we'll definitely see, obviously the Kyrie Irving trade. I, I think it's a horrible trade for Dallas. Um, I think it's a risk, right? You know, um, obviously, yep. you know, Mark Cuban was probably a little bit desperate trying to get, you know, uh, Luca another star. But I, I, my prediction of that is I don't think it ends well. And I do think that Kyrie's going to end up leaving for the Lakers at the end of the year because that's what he wanted. So um, and, and and you're right about the Lakers. Uh, you know, I, I was watching the game against the Pelicans on Saturday. I mean, what is it about that team that, you know, they're playing so well, they're up huge. And all of a sudden, you know. Because, you know, Grant, just don't tell me it's all Russell Westbrook. I mean, there's got to be something there. I know. There's so, something like, missing. There's no question. In your opinion, what is it? Um, I, 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 I really don't know. I, I don't know. I, okay. It's the most puzzling thing in the world. Uh, they're 25 and 29. Think about that. They're 25 and 29. But I'll ask you this question. If they were to be a top 10 team and get into the play-in and they had both Anthony Davis and LeBron James, I wouldn't want to have to play them, would you? No, no, especially the Kings. Could you imagine that? Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so one last thing, okay? I understand we talk about Kyrie and we talk about all. But why does Kawhi Leonard get a pass? Because, I mean, I understand the guy was injured, but it just seems like he hasn't came back from his injury. He wants to play whenever he wants to play. Does he get a pass because he's gone to Toronto and sh- and shown that he can win on his own? Is that why he gets a pass in the media? Probably. But then again, okay. here's the other aspect. Is it his decision not to play in these games or is it an organizational decision? In other words, who, who, who has the call there? Um, but I'm with you. I mean, the guy, you, you don't ever know if he's playing or not. I, I don't understand how that franchise, and they're playing well now. The Clippers are starting to get going, but I'm with you. It's very puzzling to me. Same with Paul George. You know, I I don't get it. I really do not understand that. I mean, when I look at Kawhi Leonard, he's he's played in 30 games this year. 
Paul George has played in 39, but let's just talk about Kawhi Leonard. He has played in 30 games this year for the L.A. Clippers. Think about that. 30 games. And the Clippers have played a total of 56. So he's missed 26 games this year. Yep. Almost half the season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and, and you have to build chemistry throughout the year. I mean, you know, yes. remember that 2003-2004 season when the Kings were balling and then all of a sudden Chris Webber comes back, kills the chemistry. You remember yep. that? Yeah. Yep. So, um, all right. Well, Grant, I'll definitely be watching the halftime show. Hopefully we're happy because last night yep. I was watching you. I was still watching you, but I wasn't happy. <laughs> it was a gut punch. <laughs> no, no, it, yeah. it was really disappointing because it's year after year. You know, you get your expectations yeah. up and then boom. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Thank you, buddy. So, all right. Thank you, bud. I appreciate it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, you look at trends, all right? So Memphis has lost eight of 10. They've got no Steven Adams and they got a, a, a bunch of hotheads. It looks like on that team and the John Morant story in the uh, parking garage after the Indiana game is extremely alarming. The league is investigating that the Clippers have won seven of 10. The Suns are getting their act together. They won eight of 10. All right. And then we don't know about Dallas because they got a whole new look. Minnesota's won seven of 10. The Golden State, I see falling. New Orleans, when they get Williamson back, and Ingram, and they're, they're going to be good again. And then the Jazz are up and down. But for the Kings, again, think about this. Points per game. I'm going to round it off to 119. 118.9. All right? Or excuse me, that's how many points they score offensively. I beg your pardon. This is how many points they give up. 116.6. How bad is 116.6, you might ask? All right. Here are the teams that play worse defense than the Kings in the West. The Warriors, the Jazz allow 116.5. The Lakers, the Spurs, and the Rockets. The Lakers, Spurs, and the Rockets, by the way, are the three worst teams in the conference. That's got to get better after the All-Star break. And tonight, Sacramento now 13-12 and 12 on the road, taking on a Rockets team that is 13-40. and 13-40 and 40 are the Houston Rockets. 13-40. and 40. How about that? And when you look at this team, youth, they're in a rebuild. We know that. 
This is a team that, as I talked to Sean Salisbury, they play no defense. You know, they really don't. No defense. Keep an eye on Jabari Smith Jr. I mean, I don't get it. There's just no way they should lose this game tonight. But I said the same thing last night. Rich, how are you today, Rich? Hey, I'm getting better every day. Thanks for asking. Good. good. <laughs> how are you doing, my friend? Good. <clears throat> good, good. Um, I got a couple things. Uh, first off, if if the Kings do beat Houston the next couple games, would you call this a successful road trip? No. No? Okay. No, I wouldn't. No, so it would have been. I would, so I would say end up... I would call it. I would call it an okay road trip. Okay, successful. Yeah, no, I yeah, wouldn't. I don't yeah. think losing to a team like New Orleans. Uh, I can't. No, I, I would not call it a successful road trip. I know they will because they'll go. Oh, we went over five hundred on the road, but right, four and right, three yeah. on this trip with the quality opponents to me is yeah. not good. But they do have one of the better on the road, uh, you know, uh, records in the West, right? As I understand, uh, yeah. Well, they're they're one game over five hundred. But do you think the Kings are playing well in the last month? I don't think they're playing well in the last month. No, I I'm just, not. I'm I, not yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I just <laughs> I've been pretty frustrated. I, in fact, my my brother. I think I told you my brother was here visiting from Sacramento. He just went home today. But uh, we <laughs> we got so frustrated last night's game. We we just shut it off before it was over and went and did something. <laughs> yeah, of course. Why would you watch it? Absolutely. Yeah, I I, like, I, I'm with you. Like, this is this is a freaking waste of time. Yep. But, um, yep. you know, I hear there, there are this, was it Jared Vanderbilt, I believe? Is that his name, Jared Vanderbilt, from uh, the East Play with uh, Fox and Monk? Uh, I heard they're looking at him. I, Have you heard about that? Who? Who? I, I, Vanderbilt, last name? I I, I, Jared. I'm not, hold on a sec. I'm no, not, hold on. Yeah, I think it was Jared, Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, never heard he, of him. Yeah, Jared Vanderbilt. He played... Uh, He's in the NBA. He he played with Fox and Monk, and the, and I hear the Kings are looking in Kentucky? at Kentucky. Looking at, yes. Yeah, I don't, you know what? No, nah, you. I, anyway, go ahead. That's not going to anyway, help this team. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just wondered if you'd heard of him, and you know, and, you know I've never heard of him. About, no. Yeah, they're talking about uh, looking at it, trying who, to bring who, him. I've on. never heard of him. Never heard of him. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, do you think they're going to make a big move with this? You know, before the. No. Uh, no, no, I don't think they'll make okay. a big move. I could see them making a move, but a big move, I don't think so. I really don't. Um, yeah. I do think this team desperately needs a backup point guard. Uh, Davion Mitchell is not capable of running this team when De'Aaron Fox is not on yeah. the floor. He's just not. No. You need a backup no, point guard. I'm with you 100% on that. What, what, what do you think is more important, a back, backup point guard over a, a big 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 backup I do for the, I do for this reason yeah. I don't think a backup center is going to fix that it's not going to fix the team that much and I think uh, the king strategy you got to be realistic about this is going to yeah. be just to flat out outscore the opponent knowing yeah. well that you're not a good defensive team so to me if you get a veteran backup point guard that can run the team when Fox is not on the floor your offense can still function and I think your strategy is just to outscore teams don't worry about defense this year fix that in the offseason yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, Grant. Well, hey, thanks for that uh, feedback. And, Thank you, uh, Rich. Hope you enjoy the game tonight. So do I. I hope I enjoy Take it. Take care, too. buddy. <laughs> All right. You too. Have a good one. Dave, thanks too. very much. All right. Let's get to uh, Zach on Listen Up. Hey, Zach. Hey, Grant. Hey, I was, as we were talking about the whole backup point guard situation, I have been kind of 
disappointed in Davion. Like I know he was a ninth pick and everything, but I would just say I was hoping that by season two he'd be much further along. And obviously, is it? He's actually regressed offensively. He was better offensively last year than he is this year. Why do you, I have a question? Because like obviously, last year we had a different coach. Do you think it has to do with coaching, or is it just like some sort of mental with him? It's not coaching. Uh, he's just, okay. you know, he was limited offensively coming into the league. I think we have to acknowledge that. And you know, he just—I don't know what his deal is, but offensively, you can't count on him. He's been terrible offensively this year. I mean, and when you're asking him to run the team, maybe that's a little unfair because he's not a starting point guard. He's a role player. And sometimes we put too much on him. But, you know, when you look at his numbers this year, you know, I mean, we know defensively he's fun to watch. We get all of that. All right. We get that defensively. He's He gets after it and everything. But, you know, offensively, you know, he's just not playing well this year at all. And then, like, I know, like, obviously, I don't think Delva Dova is necessarily the player he was when he won the ring with Ron. But would you say, I mean, would you rather have him be the primary backup point guard instead of Davion? Just to give him I would, but then you got to, but then, but you know, yeah, I would, but you know, the defensively, that's a, a big issue. I think the Kings just need to go out and fix that area of their team during the. Uh, during these next two days. I think that is a big need for them. I don't, I don't think Della Vidova is the answer. I don't think Mitchell is the answer. Um, I don't know if the answer is out there that you can acquire before the deadline, but that's something if I'm Monty McNair, I'm, I'm really trying everything I can to solidify that part of my team in the next 48 hours. So, like, not necessarily like this player, but, I mean, do you think they could get a backup uh, point guard Player, player of the caliber of like yeah. a Dennis Schroeder, Patrick Beverly, something like that, or is that? I don't know more? about it. I don't know about a Dennis Schroeder. I think that might be a little unrealistic. But again, it's not. I'm not saying it's easy. By the way, okay, I'm not I'm saying not, it's, it's easy. Difficult. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then one last thing. Um, I saw something about like rumors with like Matisse Thybulle. I mean, I think he obviously has. He is a good defender, but like, do you think? I lost you, Zach. You broke up on me. Uh, you know, he has been in the rumor mill. And, you know, I, I, again, my my experience at the trade deadline is that most of the rumors that you hear do not happen. All right? So when you hear of a certain player that's going to be on the move, obviously, the Kyrie Irving is different. But you you really do not see these things come to fruition very often. You really don't. But his Thibault's been a guy that we have been hearing about over and over and over again. I mean, that's the one thing we keep on hearing about in the trade deadline. Uh, it is the week, all right? So, you know, we'll see. You know, he's 6'5". Uh, he is, you know, a guy that uh, I, I guess he's expendable in Philadelphia, you know, I'm looking at his numbers. You know, he's only averaging, what, a couple of points a game. He's not playing that much. He's playing what? I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to find his numbers, but I think he's only playing like 10 or 11 minutes a game. So he's expendable. He's available. But I don't know. We'll see. 48 hours. Brian is with us. Hello, Brian. Welcome to the program. Hey, Grant. Um, hope you had a great weekend, man. Uh, you too. I just... 
I just wanted to talk about the uh, 49ers. I mean, obviously, the offseason is just around the corner after the Super Bowls uh, concluded. But just wanted to say, given that it's going to be about the quarterback uh, conversation again this offseason, um, what do you think uh, Niners should do for quarterback? Say, possibly try to have a conversation with Baltimore about possibly a Lamar Jackson trade. Which team, which team are you asking me about? Uh, 49ers. Yeah, no, I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to be a, I, I don't, I don't see that happening. That's a great question though. First of all, they gotta, they gotta make a determination on whether Brock Purdy is going to be available for the start of the season. If the answer to that question is no, I don't think you can go in saying Trey Lance is going to be your quarterback. So it's amazing how quickly things change, right? Isn't that amazing how quickly things change? Oh, absolutely, man. And that's the thing, you know, and let's just say um, if he isn't um, ready to go before the season starts, um, who do you, in your opinion, do you realistically see as a quarterback uh, for the Niners? Wow. Uh, I, 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 again, they obviously going to move on from Garoppolo, which, which I, I don't quite understand. Aaron Rodgers said he's not going to San Francisco. So do you have a stopgap measure and take a flyer on Baker Mayfield? No, because I think there's too much uncertainty there. What about Derek Carr in San Francisco? Would that be too much money? Yes. That's a great question. I wish I could give you a name and say, this guy is going to be the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. Would you go out and get a Matt Ryan and hope with a veteran team, he can run your team uh, well enough until either Brock Purdy is back or Trey Lance develops. I mean, that could be a name, you know? For sure. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, all, all options are on the table, of course. So we're just going to have to see what happens this off season and uh, yeah, go from there. Uh, yeah. Isn't it amazing how things change just based on one play? Think about what that's done to the 49ers off season. Oh, it, after that one play, I mean, out here in the Bay Area and the family in the house, just watching that, we were just sitting on the couch in just depression mode. Like, yep. we're like what the yep. hell? Yep. That's a good way of putting it, depression mode. Yeah. All right. And then just one last question. Um, it's regarding to the Sacramento Kings. Um, obviously, with the tread dead, they deadline just around a few days from now, yep. um, what do you think about Harrison Barnes? Because I've been a huge Harrison Barnes since day one, and I think we should keep him, but there's rumors. I do too. There could, he could possibly be uh, moved. What do you think about that? Well, if he's going to be moved, then it's going to be a rather big deal because he's coveted around the league. He would be really, really good on a good team. I think he's good for Sacramento, and I think Kings fans don't appreciate him enough. I love Harrison Barnes. I love everything about him. Uh, there's nothing about Harrison Barnes I don't like. And personally, I don't think you become a better team if you trade Harrison Barnes, but that's without me knowing what you would get in return. I have heard about his name too, but if you're going to trade Harrison Barnes, you're getting a significant piece back in return. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've just been watching these games and I'm like thinking like, why do we still have guys like Shemezi Metu, uh, Matthew Delavadova? Like those guys have to go ASAP. Here's the deal. You don't win or lose games based on Delavadova and Metu. Those <laughs> You know, you know, here's the way you look at a team, all right? Take your eight best players, all right? Everyone else doesn't matter whether you win or lose. You don't, you don't win or lose games on your ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th players. Now, you may win a game here or there, but the point is you take your top eight players 
That's who you win and lose with. So Metu, Delavadova, it doesn't really matter whether they're on the team or not. They don't make a difference. That's the reality of the situation. Yeah, and no, I agree. Hopefully uh, Kings can make some type of splash, but you know, I guess we'll have to find out in a few days. If not, yep. then just play it out during the entire season. I'll tell you one thing, Brian. If they lose tonight, panic is going to set in to this franchise. You watch. If they lose to this game tonight, if they lose to the Rockets tonight, all hell is going to break loose. And I also know you have a very impatient meddling owner in Vivek. And don't think that Monty McNair would not have a nightmare on his hands the next 48 hours dealing with him and everything else with this team. Trust me on that. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. Absolutely. And, you know, tonight uh, there shouldn't be any reason why we can't win. So I expect the Kings to come out with a big blow. Yep. But we'll see. Me too. Thanks, Brian. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, the one thing you never do as a general manager, you never panic. And I don't think Monty McNair is going to panic. First of all, he doesn't have to panic. He's just got a new contract. So he's fine. All right. But I'm talking about personnel wise. He's not going to panic. Not going to panic. That much I would tell you. John is next. Hello, John. Good to hear from you. Grant, how are you, buddy? Good. What's happening? Man, I got in a little bit late. Uh, right at the end of Connor's call when I hate that because I always love his content. Um, yeah, but Hey man, I'll start. Uh, I want to definitely, I got a few points on the Kings, but I want to go to what Brian was talking a minute about, about a minute ago about the 49ers quarterback situation at the beginning of yep. this year, they had planned on Brock Purdy being the backup to Trey Lance. And Correct. Jimmy Garoppolo just happened to be there and ever so lucky he was, or I think the, Niners would have been, you know, an eight and eight, or eight and nine, nine and eight team, something like that. Yep. With Lance, yep. with his inexperience and so far. So, with that said, it might be the best thing for the 49ers to try and keep Garoppolo. However, I do not think that's going to happen. I think he's definitely going somewhere else because it's now, not, not going to happen. Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle no Shanahan said it last week. There's no, there's no possible scenario of that happening. I fully understand that and 100% agree. I'm just saying I know that he said that, but I'm not sure that's in their best interests interest due to the uh, the things that we saw in the, in the quarterback room last year. You know, like I said, Trey Lance was supposed to be number one, but getting injured just like that blew everything out of the water. And obviously yep. they weren't going to play Purdy at that time because they still had Garoppolo on – you know, on the roster, not with a playbook. Yeah, but John, we got to, John, 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 we have to deal in reality. Yeah, but John, let's not speculate. 
Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be on San Francisco. I agree with everything you're saying, but it's not happening. So we don't even need to talk about it. I'm with you. I, I think that would have been the best move right now, having Garoppolo as your quarterback, but that's not happening. So you have to now figure out, okay, what are you going to do? Yeah, you're exactly right. That's exactly the point I was trying to make. You should you should speak for a living, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll try as that. to the Kings, <laughs> as to the Kings, there is no question that getting a backup point guard is much, much more important than getting a backup big man. Because and hey, check it out. Davion Mitchell, he's fine if he's playing 10, 12, maybe 15 minutes and Fox gets the Correct. rest of it. That's fine. But that is not yes. the case. That is not the case. And Dovidova, he's okay if he does the same thing, 10, 12, something like that. But that is yep. just obviously not always going to be the case. But if we look at our large men, the guys that are backing up uh, Sabonis, hey, we've realized that Trey Lyles is a – he's a multi-purpose defender, yep. and he's done a really good job yep. there. And I heard uh, talk about Mentu. Mentu, well, he came in, and he's got a lot of hustle, so he's got a little backup and collect a few rebounds and stuff and not – and hey, I'm still, I'm still on the Harrison Barnes. Pardon me, Harrison Barnes. Um, uh, Keegan Murray. Hang on a second. The, the, no, well, check it out. If you want to talk about Keegan Murray, that guy has been so freaking ineffective the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's not played well. Yeah, he's not played well. But the thing is, what do you do with him? You don't put him on the bench and have him come without with your bench and stink it up. And I don't mean stink it up in a bad way because I totally root for the guy and I root for his brother and the family and everything like that. And I think this is just a little bit of a rookie, a bit of a rookie wall. Do you want to call it that? I don't know. I don't really believe in that crap. But, hey, it's realistic because other teams see what you got and defend them better. And it's obvious, that, you know, that's happened to me. It's obvious. A rookie, a rookie people, wall does exist. A rookie uh, – it yeah, happens. It Trust me. I've been in the league. It, it happens. I know it does. It, it, rookies don't believe in it, but they freaking absolutely exist. Rookies, when they become five or eight year veterans, realize that that rookie wall does exist. Yep. But I was, uh, I was when I said Barnes a second ago, Holmes. He can come in for his handful of minutes too and back up Sabonis. And granted, he has not been on the on the floor at all until a little bit last night. Obviously, there's a reason for that. But we have. A few guys who can back up Sabonis. You know, Sabonis gets his 30, 33, 35, whatever it is. And we need Fox to get his 35, 33, 35, or whatever that is. But the most important thing is to get somebody that, if it comes to it, that could come in and play 20 or 25 minutes to back up. To well, you, back need a guy that can, you need a guy that can run the team if De'Aaron Fox is not there because of injuries or whatever else, you need somebody that can step in and start and run the team. Right now, that player does not exist on the team. That's what they need. They're, they don't need a guy. They're, they're okay right now if De'Aaron Fox plays. Listen to me. They're okay right now if De'Aaron Fox is playing. But if he misses the game, the Kings right now are screwed. That's their issue. They need somebody that is capable of starting at the point guard position that can run the team in the absence of Fox. They don't. That player is not on the roster right now. That's exactly what I'm saying. We don't need somebody that can potentially play 10 or 12. We need somebody that can potentially play 20 30. or 25 right. or even 30. I'm not saying right. 35, but at least 20 or so and let the, yep. uh, some other you and I uh, are on the same 9, page. 10, 11, 12 guys, you know. Hey, as for our uh, upcoming schedule, Grant, I believe you talked about this earlier. Are you still there, buddy? Yeah, yeah I'm here. Holy smokes, man. 
you got to realize, or I guess most people got to realize, we've played a lot fewer games than a lot of yep. other teams. I'm looking at uh, teams around us, and we played five fewer games. Well, know what that means? We have realistically had an easier schedule to begin uh-huh. with, if you don't count the quality of teams, but the number of games. Yep. And check it out. I almost think, Grant, it's not even always best for us to have two days off. We get more rusty. Playing every other freaking well, day is just about you know what, John. Right. You know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna get into the schedule. What I'm gonna get into is that the Kings are not playing well. Their defense is pitiful, and yeah. if they lose the Aaron Fox or Demontis Sabonis for any period of time, this team is gonna spiral in the standings. That's all that matters. The schedule is the schedule, but this team better be damn careful that either of those guys do not miss any significant time because if they do, this team is gonna have a difficult time making the playoffs. I wholeheartedly agree with you, man. I can't, you know, I can't say it more. And um, yep. And like people have been saying also earlier, just if we win tonight and win tomorrow, or pardon me, day after tomorrow, that doesn't mean this was a good road trip. That might mean it was a successful road trip because we added a game instead of subtracted a game. So there's a well, difference it is, between yeah. a, yep. a successful one versus a I mean, I'm not a successful one in this case to me would still be bad, but at least we, it would be putting the numbers in the up rather than down. It's kind of like the same old thing we have. Hey, John, you know what? Hey, John, John, I love you to death, but you're confusing the hell out of me with your phone call today. You're all over the map, my friend. You're driving me crazy today. All right. You're driving me crazy. You're all over the map. I can't even figure out what the hell you're saying. All I can tell you is you and I feel the same way about the point guard. And it, let, let's just hope that in the next 48 hours, buddy, the Kings can fix that area of the team. Because if they don't, it's going to be a very nerve-wracking final 30 games. And with that said, I'm going to let you go. I hope you can join me tonight on uh, YouTube for the halftime and postgame. Thanks, buddy. Sometimes John drives me crazy. That was a phone call where John drives me crazy. John, make your point, buddy. You know I love you. You're one of my favorite callers. But you're all over the map today. There's John. See, I, see, John knows that I'll get on his case from time to time. That's the that's the type of rapport that I have with John. I love John. He's the freaking best. But sometimes I'm like, John, stop it already, would you please? All right. Uh, if you want to get in on the program, hit your, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we will do it. Oh, my God. I love John. He's a beauty. He really is. He is an absolute beauty. All right, Jerry, go ahead. How are you? Grant Napier, you're on fire, my friend. What's going on today? Did you have a good morning? What's going on? I'm having a, I'm having a great day. How about yourself? I'm doing okay, Mr. Napier. Um, you know what, Grant? You were saying earlier that uh, Vivek Ranadive uh, was on social media last week bragging. Uh, what was he saying? It was a recent, uh, you know, talking about, you know, how great the team is and blah, blah, blah. You can look it up. I don't, I, 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 I can't recollect, but it was a comment that he made and I was like, why would you make a comment like that just because your team has won some games? It's the middle of the season. I mean, I, I you know, I, I didn't understand that. I really didn't. Grant, you think if the Kings lose these next two games to the Rockets, shit's, oh boy, shit's going to hit yes. the fan, bro. Oh boy. I think if they lose one of the next two games, <laughs> I think if they lose tonight, there's going to be big time panic stepping in big time. All right, sir. Well, I just thought I'd call and, uh, uh, just, uh, I just put my little in, insight. Uh, thank you for taking my call, Grant. Appreciate you. Hey, thank you, Jerry. Good hearing from you. All right. Hey, don't forget that coming on tonight, halftime, and the postgame, 
Ryan and I. Looking forward to that. All right. Thanks very much. Good way to start off the week here. John, you know, I still love you, right, buddy? Even though you're driving me crazy with your phone call today. You know what I think John was doing? He's probably preparing his tri-tip or his brisket or whatever he's making on the grill tonight. He's probably got five things he's doing at once. That's the issue. All right. I'm giving him another chance. John, you know what? John, is that when you were distracted because you're grilling, right, buddy? You are 100% correct, my friend. Asparagus. <laughs> I was working on asparagus, grilled onions to New York. A buddy's bringing over some crab and an octopus and some baked potatoes. And that's all on the grill. <laughs> You're the best. You enjoy, buddy. You take care. Thanks for letting me grab the cozy, buddy. And you do it to me, too, and we'll do it forever. All right. See ya. Oh, my God. Oh, he is an absolute classic. All right, let's get to Jeff. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Hey, Jeff. Jeff, are you there? All right, Jeff is not there. All right. John, you're a beauty. I'm going to end the show on that one. You're a classic. <laughs> oh, my God. That is as good as it gets. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Don't forget, halftime postgame over on YouTube Live. So long, everybody. Have a great rest of your Monday. Bye-bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.